Hi, I'm Natalie, and you may know me from such podcasts as this one, Infinitely Irrational. And as you know, for this time, we are taking a little break from our history of math to kind of focus on some of the issues surrounding kind of our life now in the in the wake of this pandemic. And so Kay and I are both working separately. We miss each other. But in the meantime, I'm bringing some amazing friends to help us through these trying times. And so Jenny Ingram is back and I'm really excited. As I mentioned, she is my trainer and my nutritionist and she is super amazing. I love her. And so welcome back, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to to talk to you guys today. Yay. So we talked last time about just working out and how do you manage that from home and how do you balance that if you've got, you know, lots of lots of plates in the air or balls in the air, whatever. And so now I think one thing that that we're, <laughs> we've seen, you know, the meme that launched a thousand ships, right, is about this lack of toilet paper and lack of, you know, what milk or whatever is in the grocery store. And so how are you able to grocery shop? And what are some tips that you have for to be creative, really, and to eat, to continue to eat healthy? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question because um, you know you're definitely going to find yourself uh, up against whatever happens to be available when you make it to the store. It does present a unique challenge. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I don't know if you've ever watched Chopped before, but sometimes yes. Yeah, I posted a meme about how grocery shopping is like chopped these days. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, I saw I did see you post that one. Yeah, it's hilarious because you basically are going to look at your handful of ingredients and say, okay, what can I do? I will tell you, though. So my husband is he is the, the chef, shall we say, in our house. And he's really had to kind of stretch himself because what he loves is finding a recipe, getting the exact ingredients, coming back, creating it exactly as it says. And now he's kind of having to say, well, if I've got this recipe, are there things on the fringe? Like just like if we have breakfast, you know, I know that I want these kind of staples, but having this kind of marginal on the outside variables like that's, you know, it's been kind of a little challenge for him. For sure. Yeah. Well, and and one thing I would say is I, I know it's nice to have recipes and to plan that out. And, you know, I, I used to do the same. I think that one thing a lot of my clients and myself have found that that we're doing is you kind of got to go in and work backwards from the entree first. So when you go into the store, normally what I recommend is that you start in the produce section and bulk up on produce, right? But what, what we do now is kind of go to that meat section, see mm-hmm. what there is, right? get that and then reverse engineer it and think through, okay, what do, what do I want to do with this roast or what do I want to do with these pork chops or whatever it might be, whatever they have in the store. And you can kind of backtrack it that way. You can also, and this has been really helpful, is get whatever they have, right? If you kind of go in and, and just kind of pull from whatever produce or all the things that they actually have in stock, you can get onto a place like Pinterest and, and actually just put in like, let's say you got chicken, squash and tomatoes or whatever, type those in and there'll be recipes that pop up that have those ingredients. So, so literally people who have done, you know, not chopped, but yes, <laughs> right. sort of equivalent, right. the healthy equivalent. 
Right. Yeah. So still think through like the basic concepts of healthy shopping rate. So, um, you know, walk the perimeter of the store, get what you can. So versus having a recipe and, and needing to get those exact things, you might end up having to go to five different stores at this point to get everything you need for a recipe. So instead, get what looks good, get what's fresh and available, and then come back and we can reverse engineer that into something delicious, right? Your crock pot and your Instapot probably can be your best buddies right now because you can make things so delicious and flavorful in those without having to put a lot of extra work or effort into it too. Um, and a lot of those recipes are things you probably already have. You know, they have garlic and salt and pepper and crushed tomatoes and stuff that are kind of mm-hmm. some basics that you probably you know already have in the pantry. And so you can make those recipes really easily. Um, you just got to collect your ingredients, whatever they may be first. And but I guess too, like, especially if you've got a huge crock pot, you could sit there and make that and, uh, and just have it for a long time. So uh, our listeners, I think I've probably mentioned at some point, I'm from Belize. And one of our main staples in Belize, we've got rice and beans, chicken and salad, also some plantain, which is delicious. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that that we do in Belize with is we make this huge pot of beans and then we do different things with it. And so we don't have uh, the same, even though it's beans, we might make it into one day it's rice and beans. One day we are, have made it into kind of this, not refried, but kind of a blend and we'll put it on, you know, we'll have tortillas and cheese or mm-hmm. something. And so we, we try to be creative with the large pots too. Oh, that's yeah. And that's such a good point too. You can do the same with like, get a, a giant pork shoulder, right? Um, pulled pork, you can make mm-hmm. it into more of a, a south of the border type, you know, flair. You can, you can do various, you can do barbecue style. You know, once you've made the, the main part, mm-hmm. you can eat on that and make it into different styles of, of eating for days, get different flavors out of it too. One thing that's also great, if you can go in either the frozen section or the fresh sometimes, get some of the the chickens, right? Whole chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, you can roast those in the crock pot or in the oven. And also again, you know, bone the chicken and utilize that in many different dishes. So think about what you can make and then eat on for a few days too. And if you happen to find yourself, um, you know, in, in a place where you have to actually quarantine and not leave your house and you can go to the grocery store, those are the kinds of things to make in bulk and put in the freezer too, because then you have things you can eat off of and cook off of and they, they stay really well for a really long time too. And to your point about, you know, going through the produce section, there's also frozen vegetables. So even if you don't want to go, if you buy enough for, you know, whatever, a week or a couple of weeks or whatever, and you you know that you won't have the, you won't be able to cook with the fresh stuff. Now you can get some frozen stuff and kind of throw that in just as you see fit, fit, I guess. Oh yeah. And, and don't, you know, don't be afraid to do that because it's actually a lot of times more fresh when you get the frozen than it is when you get the fresh. Um, because they freeze it very close a a lot of times to the time it was picked and it kind of preserves that freshness with it. Um, I do typically recommend if, you know, if you get the steamable bags to go ahead and take them out of the plastic before you heat them up, just so you don't get all that in your food, but you can easily steam that frozen stuff in, in the microwave with a little bit of water in a, a glass container. It does the same thing. 
you can put it in soups and things like that. So absolutely stocking up on those frozen vegetables can be great because we don't want what we're seeing now too is a lot of people went into panic mode. They uh-huh. bought everything they could see <laughs> and we're getting so much food waste, right? And yeah. so if you can get the frozen stuff or cook things and freeze it, then we're not going to be, you know, getting as much of that, especially with the produce, unfortunately, right. getting as much of that waste too. You know, one of my favorite, and I, I want to talk to you about snacking in a second, but one of my favorite things that I get is uh, is the Beanitos, bean <laughs> chips. I love those. Of course, like, I guess other people discovered them too in these trying times. And now, like, we had to buy nacho cheese Beanitos and lime Beanitos the other day, which has very... <laughs> hashtag first world problems but uh they are delicious guys like if you if if you are looking for a good chip alternative because your favorite chip is is sold out but so let me ask you another question i kind of want to go off road for a second before we circle back around and get to snacks but food is one of those things and even from our work together it's it's one of those things that it's kind of really private and personal and it's often tied the way people eat is often tied to external things just like the way they work out is often tied to external things and so how do you like what would what words of inspiration do you have i guess for someone that's struggling with eating healthy in general and especially now eating healthy in these in these times Sure. You know, um, it just like, you know, we talked about with the working out and keeping it simple. It's a, it's a good time to get excited about the food that you're eating and really think about the food as a, it, it could be a great protection against uh, sickness. You know, it, it's meant to really nourish your body. A lot of times we use food um, for the wrong reasons, right? We use it for comfort or we use it to make us feel good. But in reality, it's really there to nourish our bodies the best way possible. But it's time to get back to our roots and get back to loving what we eat, really enjoying and savoring those flavors. Um, I find myself, instead of binge watching Netflix and whatnot, I'm I'm on the Food Network all the time. <laughs> um, you know, and it gets me excited about different spices and flavors to use. And then when you eat it, sit down and, and remember, you know, you should really try to chew your food at like 15 to 30 times before you swallow it. Really experience what it actually tastes like, right? Instead of mindlessly eating. But mm-hmm. it's a great time to reconnect with that that feeling that food is there to protect us, to help us, to nourish us, and you know, just change our mentality around that uh, as being that provider for us. And what you just said is really interesting because right now there's a lot of talk about self-care and things like that. And so if the thought of meditating is is twitchy for you, or <laughs> if you don't want to, you know, really dive super deep into that right now, it's still important. But what you just said, you know, enjoying your food, taking the time out to breathe and relax and just focus on what you're eating on eating, that is also a way to be mindful that isn't super intense. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And you feel good when you've made a good, delicious, nourishing meal to sit down and, and take time to enjoy it. It's it's a good feeling. And then, you know, tips for, for those with kiddos too. I know that sometimes it can be tough with picky palates and whatnot, but just keep in mind, right, that no matter what, just keep reintroducing, even if the kid eats none of it. And, you know, you've got to go back and grab something that they'll eat 
keep reintroducing, keep having them taste new flavors, taste new foods, because that is the the proven way in literature to get your kids to be more, um, I don't know what, what the word I'm stumping on the word. Willing to try. There you go. Adventurous <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when eating. And so, you know, you're looking at these new recipes and eating these new flavors. Don't be afraid to have your kids at least taste it. They might be surprised. And continuing to introduce those things too will eventually give them broader palates when they grow up, even if they throw a fit in the moment, <laughs> always have it out there, you know, just so that they see you eat it and they continue to try it. So we've covered meals and, you know, one thing, another meme that we see flying everywhere is that people are like, cool. So like I've had 10 naps and I've had 5,000 snacks and it's still today. So there are a lot of folks that as they're kind of adjusting to working from home, it's like, well, dude, 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 you know what I should do? I should grab a snack. So how, what are, first of all, what are some great snacks to have? And then also, how do you stop yourself from, with all your delicious snacks, like I talked about my beanitos, from eating all day long? <laughs> so yeah, really, really good questions there. Um, because that can can be a, a, a tricky situation. I've seen some of the memes about gaining the COVID-19, right, during this time. <laughs> Um, we definitely don't want, don't want that. Um, but one thing that works both for, it was originally an idea for kids, but I found that it works for a lot of my adult clients too, is think about the snacks when you first wake up in the morning, what do you want to put out there for your snacks for the day? So having a place out on your counter or something where you pre-allocate, here's my snacks. These are Tuesday snacks. And we'll talk about what those look like for sure. But if you've you've already pre-portioned, pre-planned, they're there, right? And same for your kids. So if your kids are asking you for snacks all day long, every day, well, hey, did you eat everything out of your your snacks for today? If so, there's no more snacks, right? And um, you know what? Pre-planning will also let you see like, okay, today is Tuesday. <laughs> yes. You remember what day of the week? Yes, exactly. As opposed yeah. to day. <laughs> I know. So think about things again that, you know, are nourishing, nourishing to the body. So we're trying to stay away from a lot of the pre-packaged preservative filled snack type things. But some of those are probably going to sneak in there just because of what's available in the store too. So if you can look at your spread rate, try to get some veggies in there. If you can pick up some salsas, um, those are great. Like to dip, you can even have some of those bimitos that are so fabulous. Dip them in some salsas. You can get some um, avocado, you know, dip veggies in there too. Different jerkies and things to get some protein and fruits. You can still do smoothies, right? So those are always great snacks, really flavorful. I would, you know, be careful with nuts and seeds. They're amazing and they're so good for you. But I have had clients, you know, that can go through a whole container of nuts in a day, right? So remember that portion is just 12, approximately about 12 nuts, right? So that's where that pre-planning comes into play where you just, stick it out there. This is what I'm going to have today. And when it's gone, it's gone. And that'll also allow you to really sit down and enjoy your meals more because you're hungry for them. Instead of having snacks all day, oh, well, now it's time to eat again, right? You actually can can enjoy it because your body's ready to eat. You know, some low-key snacks that you told me about at the beginning of our fitness journey was getting some deli meat with frozen berries and just mm-hmm. kind of having that together because that had a lot of fiber. 
and or some yeah. fiber, I should say, I shouldn't say a lot, but are there some easy things that folks can do to get more fiber right now? For sure. So definitely fruits and veggies are going to be your best bet, right? So so that's a, a great one. Your, your meals are going to be the best source of your fiber because we can do a lot of beans, legumes, whole grains, things like quinoa, wild rice, etc. Right. If you're going to make a smoothie, we can always add some extra fiber in there for you as well. But also some other snacks, maybe not as high in fiber, but things that are easy to keep on hand. Um, hard boiled eggs, you know, six to eight grams of protein a piece, right? A really good source of um, vitamin D and choline and things to make us feel really good. Um, string cheese sticks, right? The organic string cheese sticks. They have as much protein as an egg and those are great. We can even wrap like the lunch meat around those and snack on that if you can do dairy. You know, doing some of the higher protein yogurts, the Greek yogurt are good. Watch out for the sugar, but those are delicious as well. I was waiting for you to say something about sugar because that was going to be my next thing was I know your feelings (laughs) on sugar. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So sugar in the moment. Sounds amazing, right? It's going to make us feel good immediately. It tastes amazing and it's all good right then and there. It's the fact that that amount of sugar, the, the moment doesn't last. Right. And so what it does to the body over time, if you have the excess amounts of sugar, it's very addicting, increases inflammation levels in the body. It actually decreases your body's ability to fight off things like viruses. You know, so it makes us feel good for an instant and then it makes us feel pretty terrible for the rest of the time. So Um, doing our part means not only staying socially distant, but also staying socially distant from sugar. Exactly. (laughs) Keep it away. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean that you can't plan something out. And that's what I usually recommend with treats is, you know, we're we're in a time right now where probably we have plenty of time to plan our meals out, Mm -hmm. right? As best we can based on what we've shopped for, what's available. But if you want to plan a time where you make some kind of a dessert for one of your dinners, enjoy it, look forward to it. It's the sugar that's every day, all day. That's the problem. If you have a sweet treat and enjoy it every so often, not the end of the world, right? And, it, and that's where, where it can be very satisfying and fun. It's if we get into that habit of constantly grabbing sugar, right? You really, really have to shy away from that. I know a lot of my clients were used to the habit of every meal after the meal, you have a sweet treat, right? And that's yeah. just not necessary, but you can plan it out and have some, you know, you don't have to stay away completely. Um, you just have to have control over when you're having it. Well, you and I, even with the beginning of our journey, and I think I've told you this, but w- the first thing you saw was my sugar and you didn't <laughs> like you had poker face. You weren't like, oh my God, she's going to die. Um, but you just looked at me and you were like, okay, so let's, let's work on reducing this. And it was definitely another thing like we're talking about a journey over time. But another really important piece of advice that you gave me as I started my eating healthy journey was water and you know, how would you suggest that folks get water in right now if they hate the taste of it or they just don't like they don't think about drinking it? What do you have any tips for them? Absolutely. Yeah. So when one great way is make it visible and make it fun. So first visibility and like you pre-portioned your snacks, pre-portion your water out on your counter. 
you know, if you have a goal, which really we should be getting about three liters of water a day per per person. Some people require a little bit more, some require a little bit less. But if you can put that out there so you can see it every time you walk by, you'll be mindful of drinking it more. So that's kind of step one, right? Make it make it visible um, wherever you happen to be. If you got your home office or whatever, see it all the time. You'll remember. And then also make it fun. So if you haven't purchased, like I love your um, your scuba water bottle, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't purchased a really fun water bottle that catches your eye, do it. You know, Amazon has some great ones. Next time you're grabbing something at Target, there's some really fun ones. Make it something that you look at and you're like, oh, that's cute or oh, that's fun. You'll be more mindful of drinking water that way too. So like mine is hot pink with sparkles. Um, Heck yes. Yeah. But it, but it's fun. Like every time I pick it up, I'm like, all right, this is this is me, right? I, I enjoy it. And yeah, water is not the most fun thing in the world to drink, but it's absolutely necessary to life. So if you just can't stand the taste of it, you can definitely do some infused waters where you know you, you soak some berries or some mint or cucumbers or something like that and put it in the fridge. And that's absolutely okay. We just want to get away from like the sugary mixes mm-hmm. and things like that. You can also do things like unsweetened green tea great for hydration. If you're bored, that's, you you still got to do some water too. Absolutely. But some other things can be helpful as well in contributing to your hydration level. So one thing that I love is, uh, I'm going to say sparkling water. It makes me sound really classy (laughs) when I say it that way, but you know, like Tobo Chico or San Pellegrino or whatever. And so if, if you aren't like, if you haven't gotten into that like it's totally cool but what you could do is you could get that and infuse it like you said if you're missing because i miss the bubbles and so you know having the bubbles in there and even something like a soda stream and infusing that once you've got the bubbly water it's super fun to drink absolutely yes it is and and they actually have some that are infused at the grocery store. So if they're in stock, we <laughs> hope <laughs> I haven't been able to find them. They don't have any added sugar or sweeteners um, or calories. They're just a light infusion of a flavor and perfectly fine to to grab as well. And I also really like uh, Zevia if you if you haven't discovered that that one yet, that's great. It's a soda alternative that's sweetened with stevia. So it's actually plant-based you know, considered not as bad as some of the other man-made sweeteners for you. So, you know, you could venture out there and get a couple of different varieties of things, but ultimately you got to be drinking a big, big chunk of that as regular old water to the best that you can. How much water would you say, a, you know, pick a random person, how much on average should people be drinking right now? So the bare minimum um, is take your body weight, divide it by two. And that's, the ounces at minimum you should get every single day. Okay. Now, most people need at least two to three liters. So a liter is a little over 33 ounces. So we're looking at, you know, 67 to 100 ounces is usual. But the baseline, right, take your weight if you weigh 150 divided by two, try to aim for that 75 ounces a day. Um, and that really just helps keep your cells fluid and um, also helps your body excrete toxins and junk and things out of your system. Like sugar. <laughs> like sugar, right? <laughs> and also helps with getting rid of things like bacteria and, and viruses and stuff like that too. The more hydrated you are, the better you feel and the better that your body functions and your immune system functions as well. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for hanging out with us and sharing all those useful tips. I took some notes so that I can report back on how best to grocery shop. But so <laughs> before before you leave us, uh, do you have any other words of advice or anything that you want to share before we end? I mean, I think the biggest thing right now, and I know we, we discussed self-care and staying positive is is just to to try to radiate positivity the best you can, right? I mean, I, I think I see both sides in people right now. I see the people who are struggling but are staying positive and optimistic. I see the ones that are very negative and sharing a lot of negative things on social media. And and I just see this dichotomy of, of people who are able to enjoy this time despite the struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's very important for all of us to try hard to to implement, right? To Being find a light. silver lining. Yeah. Look at the silver lining. There's some good in every situation, even if it feels like it's the worst situation um, for you. And and that's not to make light of, of many people are struggling mm-hmm. really, really bad right now. It's, it's that there's something good there. And the more that we can dial into that and take care of ourselves and our families, you know, we'll definitely come out of this um, in a better place. So that's my my wisdom of the day. <laughs> Thank you so much. I so appreciate you hanging out with us, and it was good to to hang to truthfully to just sit and chat with you, and you know about this, and just just reconnect because I haven't seen you in in a hot minute. But uh, you know, listeners, if you guys have any questions for me or Jenny, please feel free to reach out. Uh, the email is podcast at infinitelyirrational.com, or you can connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just visit our website at infinitelyirrational.com. Um, but again, thank you, Jenny, for spending time with us. And we will hopefully talk to you soon. 